to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleiner. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, the power of water and water life science, and the environment, your atmosphere, how you're living. This show has had a 12-year education program, and lately I've been calling it like the Health Olympics, to learn more about reminding us about our health and our lives and certain things with common sense you may forget. I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center. Many years ago, one of the products that we first launched to prove to the world about their skin and what is happening to the health of their skin and that loss of water and lack of education, I I really still have just been startled how people are not educated about their skin to be reminded of the common sense of it. The skin is the largest organ of the body. And the skin is 70 to 75% water. Now, when you're 70 to 75% water in the skin, and let's say they brought me to the table to study the eyes, because I had been studying the skin over evaporation. I was worried about melanoma. Skin cancer, was I right? Almost 30 years ago, yes. I was sad. I wish I was wrong. People are not aware of their body is made up of water. And you're not born out of the mother's water until that moment of everything is percentage per organ of water. So that when you come to live in that atmosphere, that air you're breathing, that air that is breathing with you too, it's having to breathe. There's a description called, that I've been teaching, the word evaporation. No different than if you took a sponge and you put that sponge in water. And then you take that sponge out of water and you lay it on a table next to you and you watch that sponge evaporate with water evaporation living with the atmospheric water vapor at however it may go be and how long it took for that sponge to get dry just look at your skin and the surface of your eyes that way because The skin and the eyes are having to face the atmosphere all day long, forever. If it didn't, you wouldn't be able to stay alive. There's there's an electric energy that they go together immediately. And what they call the Big Bang out there, all the scientists need to learn this, at the beginning of time, at that, what they said was a big bang. What was it? Evaporation of water and the electric energy of living with that water on the planet from that second on 
forever and all life that came with it. We're living on this planet, we humans, with the whole solar system. We forget our lives are just absolutely amazing and value it. We need to value it. But we got to use some common sense with it too and how we're able to be healthy and live to grow and to develop our lives living with others, but also keeping in mind the excitement of what I've been teaching on the show for all these years. You need to learn to breathe. You need to learn to breathe in the nose and let out come through the mouth. Force it out. Get that carbon dioxide out of that body. Push it out. Breathe in and let it out. Save a lot of lives. Save mine a couple of times. Two, water to drink is vital. You got to drink enough water during the day. And you doctors out there, we've been doing some interviewing. You keep forgetting to remind the patient, which is common sense, I know, drink more water. Are you drinking enough water? How are you drinking your water? Don't sip it. Drink one whole glass at a time. That's the serious way to drink water. One whole glass at a time. Because the body needs to absorb. Let the sipping be your recreation. Your trendiness of, of being a trender. Of carrying your bottled water around and saying, I drink water too. But it's serious when you drink the whole glass of water. Three. We're learning a lot about nutrition. It's coming with the next medications. We're learning. With the medication, we know we better drink a lot of water or it won't work. Maybe that was the problem with opioids. People were not drinking enough water and their bodies reacted. Is that possible? It is possible to study. Don't overlook that common sense out there, everybody. Those of you studying. But nutrition is also vital with your medication. It's the, it's the medication that goes with your diet. They're learning that, and they're trying to teach it. Moderate exercise. If we're going to be like Tom Brady, think about what he does. Moderate exercise. He goes out, he works. He works every day. He has a good diet. He disciplines his thinking into how he's sleeping and everything he touches to be a good athlete but healthy athlete. <laughs> so the healthy athlete that he wants to be and be a winner and the we're in the winner circle and be that quarterback to show the example to the whole team to be healthy while you are trying to achieve. But he goes off the, off of all of that during the day and moderates things too. The other one is sleeping. It's vital how you sleep. Learn your own secrets. Don't just take it for granted. I'm going to bed now. Go to sleep. If it takes a pillow, certain pillows, which it does for me, it takes certain pillows. 
But sleeping, you need to prepare your mind. You need to sleep well. If there's some secret to that, but don't try to get into a lot of medications. Try to learn to do it yourself. Do some breathing exercises. Do something that gives you a chance to relax and sleep with the planet as it's sleeping. Whatever you need to do, we all need to start using common sense to how we're living. Have you ever had somebody get a very emotional and very, very out of control emotional? Have you ever noticed that those emotions could be a very unhealthy person? Yeah, there's another way to look at it. People who sound desperate. People who are doing things that are, seem so desperate. Could it be they're not healthy? That is it possible they're not healthy and they're, they're crying, I'm not healthy, so I hope you understand why I'm so emotionally caught up. Rather than being balanced with rhythm and learning how to live with this planet and other people's lives also, to be respectful with good old-fashioned manners and outlook on life and what can we learn? Have you ever had somebody do something that you wondered what were they thinking? Is there something I could learn from what they're thinking about or what they're, what's going on here? <clears throat> I wonder what I could learn from that rather than going backing up and getting all furied and wanting to attack people because life is precious. And I have said it forever. I say at the end of all my shows, Earth has a secret whisper. Put every single child in your hands and put their hearts with the face of their lives where they're at and their beliefs and protect them. Give them a chance to grow, develop, vision. Give them that journey to dream. We need to learn to do that with all children, but they need to learn to be healthy, concern themselves with their health. I call it Olympics. So they'll learn to be healthy with each other and healthy as a person. But we do that with common sense. And the issues of water worldwide are startling to me. Can you believe as much technology as we've achieved, they still haven't figured out the common sense to making sure Earth has enough water for everyone and that the soil has enough water to live? Have you noticed that? They think they're, people think they're so smart. Everybody has an agenda. But we need to use that common sense and balance it with the rhythm of how the solar system is living, too. Not just dive in and think that's it and think it's going to make a lot of money only. 
and stop to think about long-term investing in the water of our planet to be priority. It's vital for everyone and how the planet is living. It's a whole system. It stimulates a rhythm. How do you think music was invented? With a rhythm, with a pace. So much to learn, but I call it common sense. Today we're going to have a a special guest, Leonardo Casic. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. He'll teach us. Caseco. Leonardo, his background is a, a CPA, and he also believes in globalization, has changed our world rapidly from the time our parents grew up during World War II and the 20th century, who were right, raising us and teaching us their blueprint to financial success. So he's going to have a topic today that's going to be very fascinating for all of us. And he believes there's some topic secrets for 21st century financial planning for all of you. And a lot of you at your kitchen table out there in the United States and throughout the world, your kitchen table is just as important to you as the table of a bank board of directors and our treasuries throughout our country. There's so much to learn. The information and technology of the 21st century has altered the roadmap, Leonardo has said, to achieving financial freedom and independence. I've been studying business and writing business plans since my 20s. I think that we're going to learn a lot today, and I follow business worldwide myself, and how to take a technology that I'm the founder of and put it into the rest of the world and develop an IP value forever, nonstop. And not, not just temporary, long-term. We're going to listen, though, to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Mist, is the only technology worldwide to supplement the surface of the eye for dry eye. What is dry eye? Over-evaporation of the tear film from birth. When you're living with that eye facing the atmosphere, it becomes drier more evaporation, like that sponge I taught you about. It evaporates. Some people evaporate quicker than others. They may have to wear glasses. But the problem they ran into and the reason they brought me to study it years ago is blindness. Many of the surgeries are causing extreme dry eye. And the eye drops are heavy. They needed a balance to balance the eye drops, the the symptoms of dry eye, long-term. We will listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist of 100% tissue culture grade of water, the trade secret water, to be able to supplement all day long, as often as you wish, for every member of the family worldwide. We'll listen to our sponsor with just a mist, and we'll come back with Leonardo.
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Leonardo, are you with us? Yes. Can you hear me, Sharon? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on today and joining us. Thank you for having me, Sharon. Well, I always do this, Leonardo, and and I want the world to pronounce your name correctly. Is it Canseco? Oh, it's um, Leonardo Canseco, like uh, the baseball player Jose Canseco. Okay. (laughs) Are you a baseball fan, too? (laughs) No, but my father has the same name, Jose Canseco. (laughs) Oh, oh. Now, tell us about, I always ask our guests, Leonardo, where did you grow up? How did you vision to where you're at today? Tell us a little bit about you. I grew up primarily all over the world, Sharon. My father, Jose, was working for the United States Navy. And as a result, I have the background of being a military brat, I've lived all over uh-huh. uh, U.S. Navy bases throughout the world. Oh, my goodness. So I, I do oh. have uh, a bit of traveling in my background. I bet you do. Well, tell yes. us about now, when did you decide as a young man to do what you're doing today? Well, Sharon, I first got started in the accounting and personal financial planning profession when I was studying accounting uh, way back in the late 70s and 80s as an undergraduate at the University of Maryland. And from there, I got interested in uh, becoming uh, a tax consultant and financial planner. At the age of 40, I, after 15 years of working, I decided to basically notch it up a bit by going to law school. So I was going to law school at night, and then at the same time, um, performing tax and financial planning services for my clients in the daytime. So I've, okay. I've been doing this for quite some time now. 
Now, uh, and then along the way, you've developed your practice. And um, I know a lot of people who have done that, by the way. They never practiced law in the courtroom. They, they became um, CPAs and then added law to their benefit. Um, what, when you, now, what are you doing today? I notice you have the uh, Conseco Law Group. Yes, what I do is a lot of business and personal financial planning for clients because you mm-hmm. have a segment of the population that I serve that's basically employed, and then you also have another segment of the population that's self-employed. And what I've been doing is I've been basically helping them um, achieve their financial planning objectives. You see, Sharon, mm-hmm. financial planning um, is really no different whether um, it started in the 20th century or now. You still basically have to perform um, savings, protection, and growth planning for your clients. And nothing has changed with regards to the financial planning process. What has changed, Sharon, are the values of each generation that I serve and their financial planning priorities. Let's say, for instance, Sharon, my father, he was part of the greatest generation. So his generation basically uh, kept to one job and basically stayed in that job for their entire 40-year career and expected retirement. But when you deal with the younger generation, such as mine, the baby boomers, um, baby boomers, these are clients of mine that have been born from 1956 to 1964. Well, they've suddenly become job hoppers and their financial priorities are different. So the baby booming or the baby boomer generation, it's the largest generation in American history. About 76 million people were born in the U.S. plus 2 million immigrants. And this is the generation that has basically owns roughly 78% of America's financial assets and 80% of the savings. So they've amassed $41.5 trillion in wealth. But here's their dilemma. Many people who are part of the baby boomer generation, many have been caught up in what you call a sandwich dilemma supporting their own children at some level while caring for their aging parents. Now let me ask you, how old are you? 59. Okay, I'm I'm 77. And I've been in the business world since my 20s, writing business plans since my 20s. Anyway, I probably would sit where your father's category um, of life, maybe, Uh, because I experience. My father was in the army during World War II in Europe, um, and I was just a toddler, my brother and I. But I wanted to mention to you, when you say what's happening with our forefathers, well, the age group of my father, your father, and then myself. And um I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, and I developed a research center to develop an intellectual property value worldwide in studying water and water life science and the evaporation of the human body 
living with the evaporation of the air and turned them into a business world. In fact, I was a guest speaker at Wall Street years ago over it all. Now, when you're talking about financial planning, let's, let's go out to our, first of all, we'll go out to those who have these uh, retirement plans. I noticed when I was a young girl, my grandparents had um, uh, different uh, retirement plans that they would change the interest when the banks would change, they'd change. Have you, did you ever remember when they would have, your family would change banks and put their money in different banks where their interest rate was the highest during different uh, retirement plans, to different retirement plans that the banks had? Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I, I used to go with my grandma for my grandpa and or my grandfather when I was just a little girl. And they were going from two or three banks in a small town. They had money and they would change it to a different plan because of the interest rate that was going on then. And Leonardo, just to share this with you, and we'll go back to what you do, is my grandfather owned an insurance age company. And he went to one of these conferences in the United States. And the head speakers asked the audience, what do you think the greatest invention has all ever been to date? And nobody really answered it. He said, the invention of interest rate. <laughs> Look what happened to that invention. <laughs> Boy, they took advantage of it. Yes. Yes. That, 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 is, that is quite true. It's, um, I think what you're talking about is um, compounding of interest. So um, what, is, what is unusual is there was a survey done recently, and it, it can be found on youth.gov, their website. And they were uh, discussing, um, they were doing a survey of America's youth uh, particularly high school students and teenagers. And surprisingly, only 32% of them knew about inflation and the value of compounding of interest. Of course, yeah. Yeah. The kitchen table doesn't talk about it anymore. Am I wrong? Yes, that's yeah. true. Um, the kids today, um, what is happening is, Sharon, we have a situation where um, nearly two-thirds of the U.S. population were born after 1964. And then we have this Generation Z uh, population. And it's expected that by 2020, 40% of them, or about 65 million of them, will be part of our workforce. And... Um, what is happening is when my father and your father in their generation, their generation, as you said, they primarily stuck to the same employer. There was little job hopping. But because of the advent of technology, Sharon, um, what we have here now is the development of a so-called gig economy, um, 
Gone are the days of working from nine to five in a cradle to grave job. Now it's becoming more and more common to piece together an income from several different sources and work where you want and where and not where your boss wants you to work. So what we have here is a situation where if we go back to uh, exactly. what my father Can I back used to you tell up me real quick. Can I get you Go to ahead. think about this with me on that? Can Stop and, and, and think about this real quickly. Just what you said. I do that a lot during the show. You'll hear me interrupt because I know we won't go back to it. Um, okay. What you just said about the employee. The employee is working at the moment to go to a job and go home. The employee... Is not an employee to no longer. I watch it. I've hired a lot of people in my research center in all these years. We live in a very small community in Grant Pass. Gorgeous, gorgeous community. Nature land, wonderland, gorgeous. But but kind of laid back. And when people go to work at a research center, their mind is not set to make that center very successful, really successful, to the, like I took it to the planet. I went out to the rest of the world. I did. I grew up in Oregon. I started this from here. But what you were saying to me then is the employee is going to work and they're working from 9 to 5, more robotic than trying to be a winner in the winner circle to assist the company. Have you ever noticed in the old days, your father and you even maybe wanted to make sure that who you were with was successful? It's kind of like yes. I bring this up a lot, Leonardo. Um, are you a football fan by chance? I, I do watch football. Okay. Did you ever notice, and I, I study behavior of business. In rhythm. And so when I write a business plan, I want it to have a behavior of rhythm and how I go about the steps of the note for each rhythm, okay? And as you move into it, you don't have to throw money away. You can do it with less money, but with a rhythm. Everything has to work. But if the boss is not the boss and you have only robots and I compare this to Tom Brady the quarterback of the Patriots have you ever noticed they don't win if they're not supporting their quarterback any football team watch that they've got to they've got to support that quarterback and that quarterback is they can even get a touchdown in the last second if they trust that quarterback, right? You've seen it. There's an implicit trust among the players with the quarterback. They trust And the then whoever heads totally. the company, whoever is boss and the quarterback of each division, whatever it may be, if they cannot get the attitude and outlook to the team players of around them, what's going to happen to that business? 
the plays won't work. Right. And they don't get, they don't get the, the increase of what they want. They don't even have incentive to think about hoping to get a raise because they didn't stay overtime. They didn't work anything yes. extra. And, you know, I've run into so many people around the world that are saying the same thing. So what you're teaching us today, but the one thing I want to say, too, is that kitchen table with the IRAs and the 401ks and all those retirement plans, I bet do you work with a lot of that to help them learn how to think, how to balance that out, too, how to use their... their um, Retirement plans. How do they form a retirement plan for themselves if they don't have a formal one with their employee, employer? They could go down and learn to have an incentive to have a plan. Is that what you're teaching them? I, I teach them a lot about um, financial planning, but a lot of the financial and retirement planning, Sharon, is based around tax strategies and what has happened um, Recently is the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. Um, it's basically limited the deductions that um, individuals can take who are not business owners, but it shifted these deductions. It's added more deductions to owners of business people. So what happens now, is... Now, I've got to ask you, you there, t- Leonardo. Uh, um, sure. You know, way back in time. I, uh, have you ever heard of a company in the United States called Amway? Yes. It, okay, it's based Amway. In Michigan. Amway. I was shocked. I was asked by an orthopedic surgeon, very successful man, to come to this to their house and have a dinner. Bill and I get my husband and I get there, and here are all these people having dinner. But afterwards, they showed us this Amway plan. And a lot of people signed up to be having home businesses with the Amway plan. Then there was other businesses that became like Shackley and others, Avon for women. Uh, I could go on and on. Nowadays, there's so many of these businesses you can do to file for and have an incentive to develop a business of your own and have a, have a plan to sell something over the Internet, whereas before you had to literally get around and sell. But now you can do it on the Internet with e-commerce, with Alibaba. Well, I, that's, isn't that what Leonardo, which uh, I studied, in fact, I saw the, and when I've been to China, they, a friend of our, we knew somebody who showed us what Jack did. And getting people excited about on their coffee break, making some extra money. Now, they probably didn't get the incentive with tax breaks, but in our country, that new incentive of people wanting to be entrepreneurish with a business plan on e-commerce is huge. Do you ever run into that with them? Yes, I, I agree. Um, a lot of my clients now, especially the younger people, um, the younger people that I counsel, um, 
they're more interested, their attitudes are, instead of finishing college and looking for a job, they, I, I find a lot more younger people wanting to incubate a business while they're in college, and then by the time I they like finish that word, college, incubate. they want to be able okay. to employ people. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I, you know, I've been entrepreneurs. My, bro- my brother is a graduate of Wharton, MBA, with a conference That's a fine board. business school, the finest in the world. And, if, and, and he joined, was with a conference board also. But, and I've been all over Manhattan as a guest speaker to a lot of boards, directors, and business. I want you to know, I think that's exciting that you're doing that with them, to teach them how to manage. Because while they're learning to incubate as an entrepreneur and vision, they need to figure out how they're going to manage that and then be, have an assistance with somebody like you to give them and get a, another perspective of a business plan addition and, 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 and follow a map a little bit. You know, a lot of people don't like to write business plans. They're disappointed that it may not work. That's not the way business plans should be written. You and I both know that. But the, the future of the, uh, the entrepreneurs is greater than it ever was because of what you just said. The Alibaba plan, the Amazon does it out there, let people buy and sell. Other companies are allowing it on the Internet to sit during your lunch break or sitting on the bus or the train or to, to, to uh, sell wares or get involved with other people selling something. There's a chance to make an extra buck. And wouldn't that be a good retirement thinking for people, young people? They can dream. They can become dreamers. That's true. Now, Sharon, what I've been teaching um, this younger generation is I've been teaching them how to diversify their customer base. And then at the same time, one important entity that I've always stressed upon them is to basically go after the world's largest customer for goods and services, and that's the United States government. So I actually teach them how to get involved in federal government contracting opportunities, okay. um, including uh, working Leonardo, with the Small Business only, Administration. We're going to take one break right now. They told me it's time for our break, and that's the only one we'll ever take, and then you can come back and tell them that. Uh, you can teach us sure. what goes on there. And we'll be right back. Okay. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature Tears I Missed with Just a Mist. For dry eye, there's only one way to solve the, the problems of a dry eye solution is dry means water loss. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature Tears Eye Mist with 100% water to replace with a trade secret water. And it doesn't burn, it doesn't blur, it doesn't run the cosmetics women, and it works. We'll listen to our sponsor with just a mist. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Audience, uh, we've been talking to Leonardo Consecco, who's a, a lawyer, CPA. Good combination for what's going on out there. But people have financial planning. Uh, Leonardo, tell us about what you just started to tell us before our break that there's a government involvement that you've gotten active with. Yes, Sharon. Thank you very much. Um, I was starting to tell you before our break that I've basically provided a lot of advice for this young generation of entrepreneurs, mainly um, millennials, and I stress to them one of the basic things that you should do when you start your own business is to diversify your income stream, but at the same time, make sure one of your key customers or strive to have one of your key customers be the largest purchaser of consumer goods and services in the world, and that's our own federal government of the United States of America. The federal government in 2017 alone provided over $100 billion in contracting opportunities just to small businesses. I would show them how to break into federal government contracting, which is not as hard as you think it is, uh, using programs administered by the United States Small Business Administration, such as the 8A program. And uh, for those who are veterans, I would see if they could qualify to become service-disabled veteran-owned businesses, which would give them top priority as far as small business government contracting opportunities are concerned. So uh, others, I would have assisted them on preparing GSA schedules just to get on board and start to have a revenue stream that's stable from the federal government on top now, of the uh, other uh, private sources of, of revenues they have. Leonardo, what size of a business would a person have to be able to qualify to apply for that? Well, there's one program where it's called the United States uh, Small Business Administration 8A program, and you would have 
needed to be in business for at least two years with a track record and have at least and um, what would their, $50,000 what would their, in sales. What would their sales have to be? Oh, you can have something as low as $50,000 just to generate, just to prove that you have like a track record. Okay. Now, would and, they have to have um, qualified for patents and registered trademarks? Uh, no, you don't necessarily need to have that. And then there's other programs where um, you need very, very peculiar qualifications, such as to be a service-disabled veteran-owned business. You would have to prove that you were not only a veteran of the United States Armed Forces, but you also incurred some type of disability rating as a result of being in active duty in the United States Armed Forces. Now, if you qualify as a service-disabled veteran business from a government priority contracting point of view, you would be at the top because a lot of, um, a lot of uh, priority is given to those veterans who are service-disabled veteran-owned businesses or who have control of more than 51% of these businesses. Okay. Now, let's so, move into what we were talking about earlier, our youth that are, that are out there in the workforce and need an extra buck to uh, make ends meet at their kitchen table or the moms and dads in America who need that extra buck to have an addition to their revenue at the house. Let's say there's a young person. Today what's happened, Leonardo, and I've been disturbed about this. Uh, I'm very much into children. And I think what happened on our school system in America that used to be so generous with all children, no matter looking at their financial background or nothing, how they would be going, getting into all the sports and music and drama and, and plays and, and get into activities other than just the classroom that develops vision, dreams, people to think about other things, too, to create a social environment. Now they have to pay so much money. Why is that? Public assistance programs that are taking money out of our society, of our children in America. Now, what I look at is these families and their income. I look at these children in that family, if they want to go out, it is so expensive to want to go do something extra or have their finding out with the children's uh, uh, dental hygiene. They may need braces because of, of unhealthy gums or whatever the health issues of the child, of the family. Isn't it something what happened that they forgot about that. So what can people do to go make extra money on, while they're at home on e-commerce to be able to think about being an entrepreneur and make some extra money for their children? Have you ever thought of, do you manage that too with them? I have clients in that particular situation. I have, um, I have a good example. The husband um, has your stable full-time employment, 
and gets a W-2 income from his uh, employer at the end of the year. The spouse, on the other hand, is an independent contractor and makes her money as a um, programmer. What she does is she programs machine language in machine language for uh, use in artificial intelligence applications. But she basically has uh, a clientele composed of um, different type of information technology companies that she provides this machine language programming to. In exchange, what happens to her is, um, as a business owner, she gets to utilize all of the pro-business um, tax deductions that were enacted under the Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017. And, you know, that basically includes um, writing off a lot of the assets of the business, like for instance, you can write off up to a million dollars in terms of expensing. Um, she can take uh, various types of deductions, such as contributions to pension plans that are not allowed uh, by people who do not own businesses. Um, she can even take advantage of net operating loss uh, carry-forwards, which could last in perpetuity. So that means she can do a lot of tax planning. There are more tax planning and as a result of the tax planning and tax savings opportunities than, um, than that of a salaried employee. So what in is other words, happening they can now is... The two in a family. I call, it the, the, I call them the kitchen table, all of us. We're at a kitchen table, everybody. Yes, the two all in the family. I don't care if you have a multi-billionaire. They still have a kitchen table. Uh, and you're the mm-hmm. CPA. You have a law degree. Now, I want to ask you, you've obviously studied intellectual property values, right? Yes, I have. So you yes. know that when the Constitution of America put in there to protect intellectual property values, there's also a tax, tax benefit there if they are an entrepreneur and they're developing a new um, uh, business, they can begin to develop as an entrepreneur IP values. Right? Correct. You can capitalize on these um, expenses that you incur. Exactly. Um, it's an entrepreneur. They're IP called value. research and development cost. Yes. Right. Did you notice, Leonardo, we don't have too much more time, but did you notice that a lot of Americans didn't, when um, the administration here was talking that China was stealing our intellectual property, a lot of people didn't know what intellectual property values were. Did you notice that? Yes, because only very few people in the United States are versed in this. I would say um, 80% of the population, it would be safe to say, do not know what um, uh, patents are and how to create them and how to register them and how to protect well, them. Well, not, not the just United patents States and patent registered policy. trademarks. Not just patents and registered trademarks. The value to an IP of a, a building a, a company, entrepreneurish business, there's more. I've studied that constitution. In fact, we've had Andrew Sherman. Have you ever read Andrew Sherman? He was originally with the Jones Group, but he's, he wrote the book Harvesting IP. Did you ever read that book? No, I have not. I would love to read that. And he, thank he's you for the reference good. to it. And he and I, we were, we were on sync. Because 
I developed a uh, way back studying water. Now, one of the greatest investments that everybody has to look into, Leonardo, on the planet, that they keep a secret fraternity on, investing in water for the future. It should be a priority of every country in the business world, on government there is. Our water, right? That's going to be bigger than oil. I agree with you. Yes. Right. Um, There's going to be, as our population grows, there's going to be more scarcity in terms of finding sources for water for our population that's ever growing. And And learning um, how to protect the water that comes down from the atmosphere. How do they protect it? Don't let it all run to the ocean. And learn their body is made up of water. Our atmosphere is made up of water. There's a business world there. I was a guest speaker at the conference board at the New York Men's Athletic Club and more and more. And uh, and Wall Street, it wasn't my products, Leonardo. Technology and taking the business of water and turning that into an IP value in the body, over evaporation of the human body, and let's go look for some cures for those symptoms. And then the atmosphere of influence as a business on us and taking what the earth did for us all and turn it all into a business. People can get into studying and being entrepreneurs out there with what's so much available on e-commerce to go and sell something. They can do it and, and, and have to develop an IP value for the future of their tax benefits and, and the saving, uh, planning a retirement plan. Now, I've always said, too, wouldn't it be exciting if somebody like you taught those people to do all that and they'd have something to go sell to somebody else someday? They could sell that business. Yes, that would be one opportunity uh, to go after, and it would help and benefit lots, millions of people. As I said earlier, um, we're going to have, by 2020, 65 million millennials in our workforce and generation to young people. And they're well, always we only looking for minute. opportunities. We only have a minute left. Uh, tell us, uh, you only have a minute. I, uh, tell it uh, real quickly because they're telling me we're out of time. Uh, what, what would you like? How would people find you? People have found me very helpful, especially as I've helped them with regards to developing their private business and helping them now, in yeah, their tax planning. How do they planning. find you on the web? How do they find you on the web? We're out of time. Oh, yes. Um, I will be available through www.consecolaw.net. I have a work in progress. I'm revamping my website, and that should be coming up on okay, uh, the well, first week okay. of November. Leonardo, thank you, and we'll make sure when we do our press release on the show, you'll be we'll mention that too. I've got to run. Thank you they very much, Sharon, for having me. Over. God, yeah, we thank you for coming on. Let's do it again, and let's teach those kids how to get into entrepreneurs and IP. That's the that's the best thing that can happen to America. Okay, thank you, audience. Thank, thank, you. thank you for listening today. Earth always has a whisper. Put a child's heart in your hands forever. There's no such thing as an imperfect child. Let's do this for them. Thank you for listening, and you have a nice day, and you take care of yourself and be well. Thank you for listening. 
Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 